Do you feel that? Feel what? That's some Christmas cheer! We are back! Yay! <laughs> we are back with uh, Christmas Tree Lane tonight, starring... Alicia Witt and Andrew Walker. Our man Andrew Walker, a fan favorite here. Uh, I think every movie he does has just been off the charts. I know, and what a treat, because we just saw him in Sweet Autumn, and we get him again. That's right. I mean, I think I think it can be safe to say that uh, Andrew Walker doesn't just save Christmas Tree Lane. He saves this film. He saved me. <laughs> <laughs> he saved my Christmas spirit. Yeah, he did. He did. So, as you guys know, this is technically romance. It's Hamilton and Stephanie, where we look at the Hallmark Christmas movies from the aspect of a technical filmmaker. And a romantic. Mm -hmm. And we discuss them, we review them, we, we talk all things Hallmark and Hallmark films. So let's get started. Why don't we um, start off with a plot for Christmas Tree Lane? So there was a lot going on in this movie. So my plot summary, it's like a whole paragraph. And it I could have, I could have, I think the font is really big too. So <laughs> it's it, looks, huge. it looks more, but <laughs> I could have written a lot more. Okay. I kind of just stuck to... Do you, you want me to do it? No, I got it. All right. Do you want to read what I No, just go, just go. <laughs> just go for it. I think I say Christmas Tree Lane a lot. I think this movie says Christmas Tree Lane a lot. I, I actually, As they should. I wanted to count it. Like I, I really think they say Christmas Tree Lane like 60 times in this film. In a two-hour film, I'm pretty sure they do. Because every anytime they can, they're like, oh, we're, we're here... You know, usually you put a period at the end of that sentence. We're here at Christmas Tree Lane all the time. Well, in their defense, if you lived or worked or had any relation to a street that was called Christmas Tree Lane, wouldn't you try to squeeze that in as no, much as you could? No, you said we're, we're trying to save Main Street. We're trying to save... But the... it's called Christmas Tree Lane. Oh, my goodness. We'll get, get into the plot. Okay. Get into the plot. Meg is a musician. Mm-hmm music teacher and works at a music store triple on threat. Christmas Tree Lane. Triple threat. She finds out that the entire street is going to be evicted and demolished to build commercial office spaces. Nate is the guy that works for the company that is going to tear down Christmas Tree Lane. He falls in love with Christmas Tree Lane and starts to form a connection with Meg before he even knows he's the one that is demolishing their businesses. Mm -hmm. He decides to fight back and help her and the rest of the business owners to save Christmas Tree Lane. And in the process, he falls in love. Yes, he does. That was good. And, I, and there you have it. That was great. I think, I think you did a great job. It wasn't that long. It was I know. It's, it's just really large font. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's, let's start off uh, talking about... I mean, let's talk about the romance, maybe. Let's, let's, let's start with your side. Let's talk about your, your romantic side. How did, how did you feel like the romance was? Well, I'm curious as to what you thought of this film because okay. I could hear little remarks from you mm -hmm. while we were watching, and I was pretty much keeping everything in because I think you might be a little shocked at what I thought of this film. All right. And I'm a little shocked myself. Okay, okay, all right. What, all right, in that case, let, let's hear it. Just out with it. Is this, is this a movie that you would basically watch again, leave on the TV while you do something else, or just stay away from it at all costs? Well, I loved this movie. Okay. But I don't think you did. No, I, I, I really liked it. Okay. No, I really liked it. I, I couldn't I, tell. No, I, like I said, I, uh, Andrew Walker saved this film. He was incredible. This might be one of his best performances in a Hallmark movie. This role was written for him, and he pulled it off absolutely wonderful. Um, I mean, just, just insane. Like, I, I can't stress this enough. Andrew Walker is Christmas Tree Lane. <laughs> and, not, and, not just, and not just him. It wasn't just him. The supporting cast, the side characters, we, we talk about the side characters a lot. Side characters were great. Talking about it from a technical side, we have lighting, camera work, all of that, off the charts. Off the charts. This is one of the, one of the best technical films I think Hallmark has done. Everything was just just perfect. The only thing, the one the one thing that held me back is that I'm not a fan of Alicia Witt. I, I just 
I'm just not a fan of her. I know she has a ton of fans out there. You know, that, that's great. Uh, she's just not my type of Hallmark actress. She comes across as, as whiny to me. Um, so anytime that things were a little sad, they would play this sad music and she would just pout and it just, it was awful. So I just, I'm not a fan of hers. But again, if you like her, that's great. She's not for me. Uh, but that was the only thing holding this movie back as being one of my, one of my top favorites. Okay. So, so there's a lot, a lot to digest there. You got me going. You got there me going. is. I know. And I know you're not a big fan of the movies that she's done. Mm-hmm. Um, Although she did, I will say, I will say, she did a really good one. I think it was last year where she was an antique shop owner or something. It was one where she wasn't singing. Okay. And I, and I like that one. because And she wasn't too sad. So she wasn't sad and she wasn't singing. And I was like, okay, I get it now. I can see why people. I like think it. that was yeah. I think I remember that one. That one was cute. So keep your weight. The, the Maytag guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, yeah super cute. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. So keep her away from sad and keep her away from singing. I think we'll have a great time. Yes. So I don't mind her as much mm-hmm. as you know. I I do, and it's in my notes. I have that Andrew Walker's character Nate is everything. Yeah. He is everything in this movie. I just, I honestly thought about leaving you for a moment. I was like, I, I hope th- if this is a real guy, like I want to go find him. He is perfect. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind. He loves That's Christmas so much. Yeah. He loves sprinkles in his coffee. Yeah. And he knows a ton about Christmas trees. His only downfall is he doesn't know that vinyl is cool yet. Although he does mm. learn, you know, she teaches him. But that was his only, like, downfall. Let's talk about the sprinkles real quick. Okay. So that was this super cute scene when they first meet each other. You know, again, we have this whole sort of idea. I mean, so Hallmark does this thing, you know, where they, the two characters meet. And sometimes they try to make it super cute and cheesy. I thought it worked really well. The conversation was great. I laughed. I laughed at that. What was that line? It was something about the coffee beans. I read it. That she says, "Oh, but then you can't taste the coffee beans because he's got whipped cream and sprinkles and all this stuff." And she's like, "Well, you can't taste the coffee beans." And he's like, uh, "No, because they taste like sadness." <laughs> and I cracked up. I know. Like it was like a good hearty laugh. So he delivers it perfectly. He delivers it perfectly. He is the perfect character. Like he genuinely seems like this is his character. And. It's just a testament to how great of an actor he is because we just saw him in Sweet Autumn and we've seen him in other movies, mm-hmm. but the characters are very different. Mm-hmm. Like it, they seem like two totally different people, obviously because they are, yeah. and that's what actors do. But yes. that's how good he is that I just totally believed him in this role. It was a totally different character, and I guess I just haven't seen a movie with him back to back like that before that I could you really see, the, you see, see the acting how, chops. Um, yeah. yeah, great he is. Yeah, I mean, I knew he was a great actor when there was that scene when she was playing the piano upstairs and he's leaning down looking at her and he seems like it's the greatest thing in the world. I knew he was a great actor then. So okay. any of you Andrew Walker haters out there, come, come at me, you know, at me. Send me that at because Andrew Walker is right now, in my opinion, the best Hallmark male lead. I would have to agree. Well, we have some favorites. We do have favorites. So but right I now, don't but wanna, this year, I don't want to. This year, okay. So far, Andrew Walker way out front. I do want to get back to the Meg character. Okay. So, Meg, she, she does not. How should I say this? She doesn't deserve Nate, but she doesn't appreciate all of these wonderful things about him. Mm-hmm. Until the very end. And that's why I say she doesn't deserve him because she, the whole movie, he is showing her that he cares, giving her the signals, Mm -hmm. being the sweetest possible person ever. And she is just... Well, she's worried about Christmas tree lighting. She can worry about (laughs) both when you have this beautiful specimen who loves Christmas as much as he does, coming into your music store every mm-hmm. single second. Oh, yeah. Like, it really seems like every scene of the movie is him walking into the music store. Oh, yeah. And she's just kind of like, oh, he's he's okay. I need to save Christmas tree lane. 
I'm not worried about that. Well, I mean, so I, all right. So I don't think that's Meg's fault. I, I think that has to go back to the script and how they wrote her character. And that's, that, I think that's the one downfall of this movie is that they have her so focused on Christmas Tree Lane. And she kind of, you know, when she's handing out the flyers, she kind of stops handing out the flyers because her friend, they had that cute interaction with her friend. Again, I laughed at that. I thought that was funny. I was like, oh, it's on vibrate. I will say I was almost wanting him to be with Emma, yeah. her friend that owns the coffee shop. <laughs> I was like, she gets Nate. Like, she <laughs> understands him. She appreciates Nate. Yeah. She has time for Nate. Um, so I, I, I get that. You know, I, I think it was, I really do think it was the way they wrote her character. Um, and I think that was the one downfall of the script is that they should have had more of that appreciation early on in the film. I do want to give props to Alicia Witt. Okay. This movie would not have happened without her because she, this little digging I did, okay. she is an executive producer on the film. Okay. And she actually, I don't know the specifics which I guess I could have dug a little more if she wrote I don't think she wrote the script fully but it is based on a story that she wrote from an actual street that she visited I think it was in St. Louis you did some digging I did she, well I just googled the when movie did you have time we, we literally just finished this movie when did you have time to go we... I did it while I was watching ah. the movie but it was like for a commercial break okay. um and she, apparently this script has been in the works for like four years and she's been working really hard to get this made. And I think it was supposed to be filmed last year, right. but it didn't quite make the cut. Like it wasn't quite finished. So this was one of the first scripts that actually was ready when they started shooting this year. And um, so yeah, this is kind of like her baby. And so I really appreciate that because I loved this movie and I loved the story. Yeah. And she wrote the, the, I think there's, it said there were two songs, which I only heard one original song. I think there's two. There's one she was like playing around with, I think in the beginning, or when she sings it to, to Walker. Well, she's so. an actual singer songwriter yeah. in real life. And she actually, she wrote the music that was, that was in the film. And I actually liked that song that she sings at the end. Okay. No, I mean, I like, like, we like do- I said, <laughs> I'm not a fan of hers. I know. I like this film a lot. And if this is the type of films that she's making, go for it. Go for it. Because this was, I mean, this had, well, let's just, let's just knock down a few things. This had Christmas feels from head to toe. Oh my gosh. The, the music store, the music store was insane. And we just came off of Chateau Christmas where they have that rehearsal hall upstairs. <laughs> All right. So in, in the music store, they have this loft area, right? This open area where she has her piano and she teaches lessons up there christmas to the nines christmas to the nines up there and it was brightly lit it was lit perfectly soft light head to toe you had that nice yellow lights all around it was so warm it was warm because of the yellow lights the tungsten lights are using and yet we go back to chateau christmas that dark stage with the purple light like it was just awful compared to this so christmas feels all over and even i kept going back to this one shot they would always do where they're inside of the music store on the ground floor and they have the camera set in the back and you see this nice wide shot and the street outside and the lights coming through the window there and the lights reflecting on the window from the trees inside, like beautiful. Like the DP, whomever they are, did such a great job on this. And I even wrote down my notes. This is a huge win for uh, the camera and editing. Just all around phenomenal job. It was a beautiful film. It was. And we don't say that a lot about Hallmark films. This was a beautifully shot film. Yes. I had immediate... And it was so crazy coming off of the last film we watched that didn't give me like any Christmas Mm -hmm. feels. The second it started, I was just like filled with joy Mm -hmm. from the... They were... The opening credits has like the old vintage uh, film footage that they're playing and it's, um, I forget what's the song. Oh, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas playing. And I'm just immediately, yes, this is what I want. This is what I've been waiting for. Well, we talk about, we talk, well, I, you don't talk. I talk a lot. I harp a lot on the intro sequences to these films because they really fall flat. And it's such a missed opportunity. I, I feel like this is how you do it. You have, 
you know, something very clever where they have this stock footage from like, it looks like the 1950s, 1960s, old Super 8 uh, reels just going through. They have the great song. They paid a lot of money for music on this film. They have the great song and they have a good title card. Great font. It's more than one font on that title card. It <laughs> looks great. As soon as I saw that, I'm like, production values are through the roof. There's like a cute little ornament graphic. Yeah, it's great. It. It, looks, it looks like it was well thought out. So as soon as I saw that, I was, I was blown away. And then, like you said, we had this tracking shot where she's going down Christmas Tree Lane. And again, great. And then she goes to get coffee, and the tracking shot switches to a side view, and you see the ice skating rink that we'll go to later. And she gets like, oh, it's just it was so well done. So well done in terms of just technical execution, brilliant. Yes, it was brilliant. Um, and I just, it just made me really happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just felt really happy the entire time I was watching the movie. I don't know if it was the wine I was drinking, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was just the beautiful filmmaking. Everything was decorated perfectly. And the town itself actually reminded me of the town that we live in yeah, here. No, it's like yeah. we love those really small, cute towns that decorate for Christmas and go all out. This one, obviously, I think was a little bigger. And mm-hmm. look, it was just a street, but it was um, it was just I thought it was well, the, the town. I mean, the, the street and I don't want to say the, the name again because I've heard it so many times in this film. Christmas Tree Lane. Oh, God. The street, the street that they were on. It's a lane. They did. It's called Christmas Tree Lane. That's, that's the one. They did such a good job of set design on that. I mean, it felt real. It, it was looked, believable, yeah. It, it felt like a street that I spent a lot of time on up um, in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Like It felt like that main street that you see, um, and they would go all out. So I'm sure people that have also you know, are familiar with main streets will have that same nostalgic feel. Be like, this feels like when I was a kid. Like... Just great, and it's and it's a real issue too. They they tackled a a real issue, um, which they sometimes they don't do, but they did for this. Where it's like, all right, what do you do? You have this great street that's not bringing in money. How do we save it? You know, and I think that the father character for Nate's dad, Nate's dad, I think was actually a very realistic guy because he's like, look, he's he has this great line where he says, look, yeah, it's busy now in January. All these people will be gone, mm-hmm. and he has a great point. He has a great point. And so how they tackle with that, how they deal with that, I thought was, was captivating. And, and it's something that I think a lot of small towns are dealing with now. And, and how do you handle that? And even Nate's remarks when he's walking through the buildings like, oh, you know, tiled ceilings up here and just great. Yeah. Speaking of dads, we know how we love, how I love. <laughs> I love a Hallmark dad. You do love a Hallmark dad. <laughs> so I don't have much to say about Nate's dad. Okay. Um, I know you brought him up. Meg? Meg? Yep. Yes. Meg's dad. So you know how in past movies I've called the specific dad who I've crushed on for a bit. Right. He's in a lot of these. His name is escaping me. Okay. And I call him the Silver Fox. This dad, a little older than mm. I would normally <laughs> go for. Go. Go. <laughs> All right. But I did uh, I did coin the name White Fox, White Fox. for him because okay. he's just a little bit older but <laughs> still fairly attractive Okay, for a man of his age. Okay. I really liked her dad. Yeah, her dad was good. He was um, sweet. He was the right amount of sweetness. Um, I think he was the right age for this too. He was giving me some... Um, Jimmy Stewart vibes from It's a Wonderful Life. He, they, there's this scene where he has like this this little cardigan in, <laughs> and he's kind of like hobbling towards her. And I was like, wow, I was getting some Stewart vibes. Yeah, he. I thought he was great. He had that like raspy yeah, voice, ra- yeah, and raspy voice. it was just really cute. Um, so I just wanted to throw that in there. That no, he, the, the he white was, fox. He was the white fox for me. <laughs> yeah, he was great. The dad was great, and there was a great scene with him and Andrew Walker upstairs. When they're having their little party up there and uh, Meg's looking over at them and her dad and, and Andrew Walker just talking and laughing and connecting and they, there's like a, a hand on the shoulder kind of t- touch moment and I loved it. I loved it. You know, seeing them interact together, it felt like a real kind of family moment mm-hmm. and I think this is one of the most realistic sort of early dating movies we've had. Like the way they meet... The way that Nate's character says, hey, do you want to go sit down and have some coffee? Like, mm-hmm. it felt natural. Natural is what I'm looking for. One of the most natural 
progressions of a, of a date, I think. Even though that Meg wasn't so into Nate and, you know, she was kind of hesitant. She didn't appreciate all he was doing. Right. I think seeing them connect through this film was one of the most realistic experiences I've had in a Hallmark movie. Yes. And so I did get a lot of feels between them in the film, but I do have to say that it was very one-sided for me in that I could feel all of the love radiating from Nate. Yes. And that's why I say I didn't feel like Meg deserved him because I wasn't really feeling that love radiating back to him. It was making me so sad because he was so great. Yeah. And I just... (laughs) Reciprocate. Reciprocate that love. Yes. And I... Maybe, yeah, she's trying to, you know, keep it in because she's focused on... On the street. On saving Christmas tree lane. But girl, you can do both. You can save your lane and start dating a really wonderful guy. You can do both. Yeah. I I mean, she should have done both. I think her friends think she should do both. Yeah. Yeah, everyone saw it. But her, like, everyone was like, oh, Nate. Like, they were talking about him, like, behind her back. And yeah, it she was, was just, again, those, like... those interactions that they had in the script were great. And, again, it, it's one thing to have these cute little scenes in a script. It's another thing to have the actors delivered. And her friends were hilarious to me. Like, they were they were awesome. They were believable. They were real. The interactions. I, I really feel like in these, these Hallmark films, friend interactions hardly work for me. A lot of times, sister interactions mm-hmm. don't work. Friend interactions don't work. I felt like they were friends. I felt yeah. like they were all just having a good time together, kind of ribbing her a little bit, you know? No, I was going to say when you said ribbing her, that scene, which I don't know if that's where you were going, where he shows up, which was also sad, but he did just move to this town. But he yeah. he shows up, they're handing out flyers, and he shows up by himself to go ice skating. This is how amazing this character is. He was just coming to a little town ice skating rink by himself, because he wanted to ice skate. Well, it's not it's not a little town. It's Denver, Colorado. Well, this street. <laughs> were they not on? I don't know. I, that's what I was trying to figure out. Was the ice skating rink and that coffee stand a part of Christmas Tree Lane? I feel like Maybe it was not, because off. he's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. So, I guess not. Yeah, so not not as cute as you would have. As you would have but <laughs> it was very small. <laughs> Like, there were only maybe five people there. So it was a small ice skating rink. Mm -hmm. And he just shows up by himself with his own skates. It seemed like they were his own skates. Yeah, he was a skater. And then the the friend, Emma, is going to bow out because she's like, oh, I want to give them some alone time. Mm -hmm. And so she makes up this excuse like, oh, uh, there's an emergency or something. I have to go. Meg says something like, well, I didn't hear your phone. And she immediately is like, well, it was on vibrate. Yeah. Delivered perfectly. It was great. It was very cute and funny. It was very funny. And she delivered it, like, right away. And again, one thing to have it written on paper is another thing to have your actor just sell it. And I, I laughed at that, too. And there's a few moments like that where I got some chuckles. And um, it just it gave you this great sort of feeling, which is what you want when you watch these movies. You know, you want these, these awesome feelings. You don't want to be distracted. Not once was I distracted by any sort of camera movement or anything. They did a great shot uh, when they were looking at the Christmas trees to have the camera set up behind the tree looking out through the window so you feel like you're part of the store looking at these people. Like just small things like that. I could go on about how brilliant the technical aspect of this film was. It was amazing. There were a few little things that I... So it was funny in the beginning where she... where they first meet and she hears the music playing on the loud speakers and oh, on the street <laughs> and she stops him like mid-sentence and it's just like oh do you hear that joy or something like yeah. that so that was kind of strange um well, she had a few lines she had a few music centered lines that were really odd well it wasn't just the lines it was the fact that they focus on this one it's like the Houston Children's Choir yeah. or something, and she knows it right away, and it's like the 1989 record. And he shows up at her record store, and she's like, oh, you need to hear this on vinyl. And 
I love vinyl and I totally love that moment mm. that she's playing it for him because he doesn't realize how amazing it sounds and he says, oh, it's scratchy, which Nate. <laughs> Again, his one downfall. But I was just a little confused why they chose a children's choir for them to have this like special intimate moment like I wish it would have been something like what? Ella Fitzgerald or Louis Armstrong or something that was maybe more romantic than like them. It seemed like it was supposed to be this special moment where he's like he's like realizing how great this right. music is and she's looking at him like listening to it and it's this like little kids choir. All right, so let me unpack that. So I think did that work for you? It worked for me very well. Oh, because it didn't. It worked for me. for me very well. I think if they had like an Ella or Louie, it, it would have been romantic. This wasn't supposed to be romantic. This was supposed to be... This is a Hallmark movie. I know, but this scene wasn't supposed to be romantic. It was it was supposed to sort of represent, in my in my viewing, this sort of Christmas feeling. Like that scene in particular, Like, it, and if you go back and watch, they do a nice close-up of her hand when she lifts the needle, puts it on the record. You know, they have it shot great there too again. And then they focus on, on Nate. They kind of zoom in a little bit. And she starts talking to him. And what she says is super weird. She says, go deeper. Really listen. Let the music surround you. So that, that was a little odd because you just met this guy and you're kind of <laughs> freaking him out. Because you were freaking me out when you said that. But the way they did it is they start playing the music up. When she says surround you, the music feels like it's surrounding me. And it was, it was a really neat scene. It worked for me. And I think because they went with like a classic... You know, choir Christmas, that to me is very Christmassy, as opposed to something like, I don't know, Mariah Carey singing, singing her song, you know? Wouldn't that have been funny? Well, I'm just saying, like, no, listen to this, and then, I don't want to let fuck. Go deeper, go deeper, let the music surround you. Um, No, I was not wanting Mariah Carey, but for me, yeah. a little kids choir is not what i want to listen to for christmas i'm sorry that's just personal so for me that didn't work because i'm not gonna buy a kids choir to listen to for christmas and i would not if i'm gonna have someone listening to vinyl for the first time it's not gonna be a children oh they heard it in the park though choir. so she wanted to relate it back i know to but she was like acting like it was the greatest thing ever. well i think it's how we i think it's how we grew up because my mom and dad would always play those sort of choir songs around Christmas time. So when I heard that, immediately recognition, not, I wasn't like, oh, this is the 1989, but <laughs> it reminded me of Christmas with my family. So I think it's the type of songs okay. I listen to. So yeah, I guess it's just different for different people. All right. So what did you think of the piano scene where they're upstairs in that beautifully lit studio that's not like Chateau Christmas at all, and they're sitting down and the hands, she's like teaching him how to you know, she's teaching him the piano. And to me, I think that was the most sort of romantic moment. I think that's when she opens up, you know, how, you, how you've talked about how she's very closed off in this. Mm -hmm. I think she opens up there. And even when she leaves him, because there's someone at the door, she like touches his shoulder and gives him like a little, little squeeze as she walks away. To me, that was when she let her guard down. How do you feel about it? Yes, I think it was when she let her guard down. But like I said before, everything that I felt was from Nate's perspective. Right. He, what was showing on his face, you could tell he had some nervousness. He was feeling things. I wasn't getting it from her side. I just, I wasn't buying it from her. From him, yes, completely. So I did really like that scene. Mm. But like I said, I, I'm, all, I'm all feeling, I'm all, I was only feeling the chemistry, what does that make sense, yeah. from one person. No, no it yeah. makes sense. It makes sense. And again, I, th I think he just embodies these characters because it's the little details. We've talked about this before um, in some of the other ones where it's little details that these characters do, that these actors do, that really sell that character. And he's, he's all over it. I also, I also really appreciated from sort of a story standpoint, the duality of the fathers, right? So early on, they talk about, oh, you work for your dad, too. And I really like that in a story where you have one character who works for his dad in a high-paying corporate job. Mm -hmm. And then you have the other character who's, you know, has this, you know, kind of 
small town dad and everything. I love the duality there. I thought that was a great choice in narrative and it really worked for me. Yeah, I thought that. I wasn't thinking about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't immediately like, oh my God, it's brilliant. I'm thinking about it now and yeah, yeah. that was good. What's, what was weird is his dad, Nate's dad, was like he maybe used to be what Meg's dad was, mm-hmm. but you know, suits and corporate 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 meetings and board meetings and um has hardened his heart but then you see him eating those donuts and i'm just like what is his deal he you start to kind of like him maybe Mm. he's you know he's got a heart and he's like nope we're still gonna tear it all down yeah i mean he he was he was a very interesting character because he does kind of go back and forth as his as his walls come down um, and at the end, of course, he decides to save save the town somehow. That's the other one thing I was confused about. So before Nate got involved, I didn't know what their plan was because they're renting the buildings, and so they really have no power. Like they said in the beginning, they're like, oh, renting, we should have bought this. We have no power. You don't. You have zero power. Mm-hmm. And so what was their plan? They have a big, you know, Christmas thing the whole city's gonna like this town and then they're gonna hope their landlords don't sell like I was very confused about their plan before Nate got involved yes I didn't think too much about it because I was just so happy with everything with Nate and the Christmas and (laughs) um but yes I I guess they were just trying to bring awareness of it and and hope that the landlords are like oh well, Good job, that, guys. That they would see how important that little lane was mm-hmm. to all of the people. That's a very weak plan. <laughs> they had a meeting too, and that's the and they did a lot of work for yeah for not a really solid like we do all of this, then what happens? Yeah. I guess they didn't know. They were just trying. They were trying everything they could to bring awareness that something would happen that people would be like, you have to save this. Well, it, it was interesting, too, because it, it's a plot, and we I think I said this out, out loud when we were watching. It's like, oh, my God, here we go again. This plot we've seen again where the guy works for the company that wants to tear down the small something or other, and then there's going to be conflict. And, yes, we, we have seen it before many a time. They do enough to change it up for me towards the, the middle and the end where I'm like, okay, it makes, makes better sense. I thought the, the conflict where she finds out that he works for the company would have happened right at the end. It happens in the middle. And they solve it right away, which, again, bravo Hallmark. I don't know if you guys have been listening to this, but keep this up where you don't have this ridiculous conflict. Yes, the conflict was, uh, it only lasted for like a minute. (laughs) But I kept thinking, because again, this happens like in the middle of the movie. Mm -hmm. We're midway through and Nate still doesn't know that he is the one that's demolishing the lane. And I'm like, he's not very good at his he, job. Did you see how many files he had? Hundreds. But he's not doing them. No, he is. He's he was, sketching. No, no, he had, a, he, had a whole, he had a whole montage scene of flipping files and sighing a lot. And He was drinking a lot of sprinkled coffee, sprinkles? Sprinkles and coffee. Coffee and drawing a lot. Yes, he was. But I'm fine with that because I loved his character. And yes, we have seen this plot before but i don't know if we've seen it where the suit is the christmas person the one that's in love with christmas usually it's like the suit has to find his way to like realize what's important but nate's just there already see but i i don't think he was in love with christmas i think he was just in love with the the good vibes here like no, he was in love with Christmas. Oh, I guess he you're come, right, he, he shows that, up with all the decorations yeah, and he right. knows so much about Christmas trees. You're right. He loves Christmas. But it was more when they all right, so let me say this. When they have a character like this who loves Christmas, it's ridiculous. And so this to me was a more realistic side of that because I didn't really connect that right away. But yeah, he has that nice uh, porcelain Christmas tree that he that he brings out. So yes, they did a nice job of that. And there were a lot of ridiculous things in this movie, but I loved it. This is what I love. This movie embodied what I love about Hallmark. Mm. It had the perfect sort of cheesiness and like ridiculousness, but it makes you laugh in like a good way. You're not just like, okay, that was kind of stupid. Right. Um, but it was just like the perfect 
amount that made you laugh and it was funny and you, it just made you feel good, yeah. which is what a Hallmark Christmas movie is supposed to do. 100%. And again, I think a lot of that falls back onto, um, you know, Nate's character and the script writing and the technicality of it. Yes, because I thought it was. There were quite a few funny bits. Yeah. Um, that I really liked. Because if you if it's shot poorly, you're going to notice it and it's going to take you out. And they don't do cell phones that much, which was awesome. I was so happy to see that. Cell phones are barely in use here. Um, and again, you know, I've said this many times and I'll keep saying it. Cell phones ruin films in a lot of ways because they take out your character and they, you know, you don't have that connection. There was barely any cell phone usage and I think the film was successful because of that too. Well, I don't hate the cell phones. It's as much as you do. I think they do show it. He gets a call, but they actually show the phone. Yeah. So you see what's... Right, yeah. So I want to talk... As much as I love this movie, there wasn't a lot of romance in it for me. Okay. Like, the romance feels that I want to get. So I felt like Nate and Meg had a really good friendship. He was falling in love with her. Right. But... She was. I just felt like she was friend zoning him throughout the entire movie, and it made me sad for Nate. I still liked seeing his love for her, and it was very sweet. So scenes like where it's like this perfect moment where they cut to a guy playing the saxophone. He's like playing "Old Lang Syne," mm. beautiful, classic. I'm just beaming. Christmas feels <laughs> all over. And Nate's sitting in a sleigh, and he wants her to come sit with him. And he's just looking at her so lovingly and being so wonderful. And that would have been the moment where they may have shared a nice kiss. Mm -hmm. Or maybe mentioned some feelings that they had for each other. As one does. Yes. In a sleigh with a saxophonist, saxophonist? Sure. Saxophone player nearby. And she's just like, I think I'm going to go home. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Can I walk you? No, I just want to walk him alone. I'm like, okay, maybe this is it. She's going to actually show him some reciprocation. He's trying so hard and I thought we were going to get a moment there because no. I was feeling it. I was feeling it a lot. Yeah. I was getting really excited. And then she's like, oh, I think I'm going to walk home alone. Yeah, she kills it. She kills it. Um, and like, it's, what it, are it's you so doing? awkward. It's so awkward. And, he's, and he, he does. He follows up with that. Well, do you want me to walk you home? I'd love to walk you home. No, I just, I need to think. I want to walk home alone. Yeah, that, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I guess I didn't notice it too much because, again, you know, I like to focus on sort of the obviously the technical aspects of the film. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really looking for that. What I was seeing, what was Nate and all the love that he had, and I was like, all right, I'm, I see the feels, you know, I, I I get it. But you know, looking back on it, you're absolutely right. She shuts it down pretty. pretty she hard. does, and that's why I continue to say she doesn't deserve him because he is giving her all of the signals, being mm-hmm. the greatest, and she's just it seems like she's not interested really. Yeah. Yeah. So what he should have done is after she shot him down, he should have gone over to Emma's coffee shop. <laughs> Got himself a nice hot cup of coffee. Yeah. Which, by the way, I wanted to try that. He like names a coffee. He names a coffee drink after her, and she still won't let him walk her home. Yeah. No, she's pretty awful. And it was that. the cutest name too. It was like Nutmeg's Christmas Blizzard or something. Something adorable. <laughs> And then, again, he's thinking, he's trying so hard, thinking of all of these plans that he can do to help save this for her. He starts drawing on a coaster, mm-hmm. and it seems like his pen doesn't work. It's very hard to write with a with fountain pen. You have to get it at the right angle. It didn't look like, like Andrew it. Walker knew how to use a fountain pen, because he was struggling. He just kept scribbling. They were just showing him scribble for a while. Yeah, it was weird. I, that editor held that held that scene a little too long. Yeah, it was funny though. But again, stuff like that makes me laugh. I loved it. And then he has like this little sketch out of what, you know, more plans for the the lane and it gives it to her and 
just stuff like that. Again, no kiss. I just felt he's giving her all of these signs. And, yeah. and so that was disappointing for me because I, I loved this movie, but I could have loved it even more if they would have given me a little bit more on the romance side of things. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. So all of their hard work ends with a big Christmas... Concert. Concert. Christmas concert. This is the second music film. They've been... This is the third music film. they've been doing a lot of music. Well, as far as Christmas, this is the second one we've seen. Would you say this is the... I mean, this is the first music film that's actually kind of worked. Oh, yeah. I like... There have been some that I think have worked, kind of. But I, as far as music films for Hallmark, I I liked this one a lot. I loved it. (laughs) I've said that before. So they have the concert on the main street again. Anytime we see the main street in this film, looks great. Looks awesome. Uh, They have. It's called Christmas Tree Lane. What is? If you forgot. (laughs) They have, they have the uh, her students sing, and she's been nervous, and you know that that's fine. That's neat. Uh, you know, it's a little side point. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not huge on it. And then you know, she takes her her big moment. She has her you know her thrift store dress that her friends gave her. You know, from the the 70s, this velour blue dress for Christmas for some reason. I yeah. I don't. I wouldn't think to wear blue for Christmas. No, but. especially that that velour. Like it anyway. Uh, Meg, Meg doesn't. Uh, what's the line? She. She doesn't color outside of the box. <laughs> she doesn't color outside. Her friend makes some comment. Like, I've been trying to get her to color outside the lines for since, yeah. I don't know. But she comes out in her blue dress and you know does a, a little speech, which sounds good, and does a song. And for me, that song went on a little too long. I just, I was, I was like, all right, let's wrap this up. Let's. That's funny because it was, it wasn't even a full song. It was it felt, maybe a it minute. It felt like, like a, a really long song. In my head, I was like, that wasn't even a full song. It was, I think, a verse and a chorus, and then that was. I it. don't know what that means, but it, it was a long <laughs> song. It was a long song. And she, it wasn't long enough for me. And she even says, uh, you know, I really wasn't gonna sing, and I was like, let's cut, done. You don't need to sing. We got the speech. We got the feels going. Let's just, let's just have it go, but. I liked the song. I did not. I thought it was pretty. The piano was pretty. Her singing was fine. No, it's not that she was a bad singer. I just it was a long song, and I just wanted to get some some feel. I should. I will go back and rewatch it and time it. It was maybe like. Well, what we'll do because I want to rewatch it too and count how many times to say Christmas Tree Lane. (laughs) So we'll rewatch it, and I'll have it. We'll have a ticker, and we'll we'll come back to you guys with an update for you. You know, we hear her sing earlier too. Which, you know, I thought was a better a better song. Well, I think it was the same song that she was just practicing. Was it? She hadn't finished it yet. Okay. Because right. they kept wanting her to sing. But what I did really like, and again, I liked the song, but <laughs> what I did love was that she was actually singing live when they were recording. Yeah. That it wasn't a dub over that she had pre-recorded it. It was just her singing while they were filming. And I, I've mentioned that before for another movie, which won't be named, but... We, I do like when they do that. It just seems more authentic to me. Yeah, and it gives you a little touch of yeah authenticity. I think is, is the perfect word for that. And she's a good singer, and it works because she's a good singer. Yeah. Um, and it it even makes that end piece seem more staged and unrealistic. Because yeah, that one. I she, I don't think she's singing. No, she's she's not. You can tell. But it's probably because she's outside. Oh yeah. So, but still, like I mean, we have this n- nice little moment when she's when she's singing upstairs to to Nate, and that's done well. And then we go outside, and it's it's produced, and that was a little offsetting for me. But I I've seen worse. I've seen worse dubs, you know, where it's like you can tell immediately oh, something yes. is off. So again, technical love. They did a great job of uh, of sound mixing in this film. You yes. know, and that's what we had. We had a problem with sound mixing in Chateau Christmas, where the background noise was just way too loud. This was done beautifully. The even in the cafe scene when they're in the coffee shop, just a little bit of a hum, like beautiful job, guys, beautiful job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only thing as I did love the song and it was very pretty, but I kept thinking those gas street lamp oh, God, lights the, uh, came on. Yeah. 
And I was just like, oh, my God, that is going to cost them a pretty penny. <laughs> and then Nate says at the end, like, we're going to keep them on all year round. Ooh, Who's so... going to pay for that? <laughs> His dad. Nate's dad will pay for that. No, but it's funny because they, they foreshadow that in the beginning. It's like, oh, we've got these old lamps. They haven't been on in 40 years. It's like, oh, God, we know where this is going. But no, the, the song was a little much. The end kiss... You guys know that we love talking about that end kiss. <laughs> uh, so we ha- you haven't had any, any feels from her towards Nate. How did you feel about the kiss? As our resident romance expert, how did the kiss rate for you? It was pretty good. Yeah. Better or worse than Chateau Christmas? <laughs> better. Okay. It was better. It was a little dramatic. He like grabs her and face and like dips her down. Oh, I like the dip. I was, I didn't love the dip. But as then their, I was as like, their well, first kiss, as their first kiss, yeah. here's the dip. But I was like, well, they have been trying to do the whole vintage, old-fashioned Christmas. Yeah, she almost so. it almost looked like she tried to lift her leg, but that velour blue dress was just <laughs> keeping it in check. She couldn't lift that leg up. I could have done without the dip, and also they do that immediate pan out. Well, we had to. Because we had to see Christmas Tree Lane one last time. That's your, that's your we lane. We did. We did. We had to see it. Um, but no, the kiss was fine. For them, it was fine. I'm, yeah. I don't know that she could have given him any more. <laughs> I'm sure he would have liked more, but that's all Meg could give him. Okay. Because well, she just wasn't as into it as yeah, he was. I, but. I see him getting back together with, with that lawyer. She was great. Yeah. They try to paint her out as this villain. This is like his ex-girlfriend. But she really. shows up and then she ends up pretty much saving the day because she ends up being her, her lawyer. Her plan B, yeah, for free. Yeah. And that line, <laughs> where she, she, Meg's like, but I can't afford you. And she, she literally says, oh, I know you can't afford me. Something <laughs> like that. I'm like, oh, damn, girl, damn. But then no, the end was fine. I mean, I liked the end. I you know, I love a success mm-hmm. story. I like that they saved Christmas Tree Lane. Well, let's so does the ending of this film sort of bring down the rest of the movie for you? No, this ending did not bring down the movie for me. I still had a smile on my face when it ended. I was very happy. I was probably smiling cuz I was like, "Oh, they went with a dip." Okay. But <laughs> but uh no, it was it did not ruin the film okay. for me at all. I I enjoyed this movie very much. I think we'll probably watch it again. I know I know you will watch it again. I will definitely watch it I'll again. I'll probably come in and, and watch some. Just like I said, I just want to count how many times they say Christmas Tree Lane. <laughs> it's an absurd amount of times. So that was Christmas Tree Lane, which I think we both agree was a really great film. You loved it. Uh, I really liked it. I think it's, it's one of their... Well, so far from the countdown to Christmas... Yes. Well... This isn't technically a countdown to Christmas. What is this? This is Movies and Mysteries. No! No, it it's is. not! It is. What are they doing? This is not a Movies and Mysteries movie. Well, it doesn't always There was happen. hardly anyone dead in this movie. Well, it's the Miracles of Christmas. So it's on the Movies and Mysteries channel, but their, oh, their, Christmas, man. their Christmas movies are called the Miracles of Christmas or something like that. So it was a miracle. They had to put those words in there. Hallmark, you made a mistake. This is countdown to Christmas material. No, but it really wasn't because it had. I I do. We did talk about this. A lot of times we do end up preferring the movies and mysteries ones because they just have a little bit more heart and maybe. Like this wasn't sad. No one was dying or anything, but it just had a little bit more. She's waving her hands. I don't know what she's trying to say. More heart, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. I don't know. To me, this is borderline. I, I think you could easily put this on Countdown to Christmas. We, we've had movies like this on Countdown to Christmas. I think this needs to be on the forefront. I think this is the best one we've seen by far. Um, yes, this has been my favorite Christmas one of this year so yeah. far. Yeah, it, it, it's just it's great. So uh, I'm looking forward to more. I think right now Walker's at the lead in terms of uh, best male lead, and I, I can't wait to see the rest of these. This got me excited for Christmas. This got me excited for Hallmark. So, do you think now you might let me start decorating November first? Hmm. <laughs> well, we got to take down. Oh, well, I mean, first of all, we have to take down all the Halloween decorations. We I will take we them down Halloween night. <laughs> 
1201 on November 1st. I will be ready to go. You'll be sleeping and I'll be awake just like taking well, I mean, we, we do have a good time decorating. I, I think we'll probably have our decorations up early November for sure because it's... We it's, have to. We're already in it. We're watching these movies. Know, it's, it's getting us excited. I don't know what to feel. I don't know if I should feel scared from Halloween or happy from Christmas. I'm feeling all sorts <laughs> of weird things. So we'll continue on with this. You know, thank you guys so much for listening. Please make sure to like and subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Facebook now, Instagram, basically all the socials. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts too, so let us know what you thought about the film and anything else. Just one quick thing also that makes Nate's character so wonderful is he doesn't like fruitcake, which who doesn't? Who does like fruitcake? I like fruitcake. No, I do not know that about me. Guys, we've been dating for eight years, and she doesn't know that I like fruitcake. I like I've fruitcake. never seen you eat fruitcake. I've seen fruitcake at your parents, but I've never seen you yeah, eat it. I think it's really good. You wrap it with the, the cloth and put the, the rum and stuff on. It's delicious. I'm with Nate. So maybe this is, this is what's happening. I'm going to go find a real-life Nate. Oh, I'm just kidding. But we will not have fruitcake in this house. I'm going to make you a fruitcake. <laughs> I'm going to make you a fruitcake, and you're going to love it. It's going to be delicious. You just haven't had a good one. It has to, you have to wrap it. Well, then it. I'll have to eat it like Nate, where there's tons of whipped cream, <laughs> put me some sprinkles on it, maybe. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to get this fruitcake thing. It'll be good. I'll make you a delicious fruitcake. Okay, we'll see. <laughs> but thank you guys so much. Uh, and yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.